All rights reserved. All rights reserved. These things are being used with copyright respect. I'm just doing this for educational and entertainment purposes. This is the Tommy Cole Show. About to play a little bit of something, something. Hope y'all paying attention. Welcome to the Tommy Cole Show. Hope all is well. Hope all is well. Hey, what's going on? Yo. Can you what hear me? Up? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? I can totally hear you. Peace, good brother. Ah! What's up, Jamaica? Oh, my God. I'm looking greasy. Let me fix that. Anyways, peace, brother. Thank you for coming on this show. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me. I, I know there's a lot of people who didn't know if 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 I was honored to have your honor, but I'm honored. Anyways, oh my God. Okay, what's up, audience? This is the Tommy Coast Show here with West Coast artist, legendary. He's worldwide. Let me quit playing. Razkaz. I usually start with the with the government names and all that, but I'm not gonna do that to you today. Cool. Anyways, I noticed that you guys you mentioned uh when I had seen you on uh Instagram that you are beta practicing for a podcast of your own is that what i heard there oh yeah yeah uh we'll we'll start uh next wednesday uh arl uh ask raz live so uh um the podcast p-o-d-k-a-s-s anyway so yeah next next wednesday i'm super proud of you man i'll be tuning in and i'll be promoting that as well thanks appreciate it yeah. All right. So for those family members, the good friends out there, those hip hop heads that had so many beautiful comments uh, on Facebook, they had questions. <laughs> oh, word. Okay. Shit. So, oh yeah. Hey everybody. So do tap in. This is interactive. We have folks on Twitch. We have folks on Facebook live. We have folks on YouTube. 
live and uh this will be all over the place too on iHeartRadio, Amazon, etc. So um you know what? Let me tell a personal little story. I haven't seen or talked to Razkaz in depth in years and I don't even know if you remember that trip to the Gavin Awards back in 95. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Hmm? We were walking around in the French quarters, man. That was crazy. <laughs> Have you been back? Yeah. Of course you've been back. Uh, uh, not to the Gavin that don't exist, but... Uh, my, that, but New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, you know, my family's from Louisiana. Are you serious? What part? Bat see, we talked about that the other day. We're from a place called... Uh, we closer to Baton Rouge, but we really from the country. We really from Louisiana. We're from uh, Mansoura. Now, see, I've I've lived in Shreveport, and I've never heard of Mansoura. And I've got my ex, his family's all up in Faraday. You ever heard of Faraday? I've heard of Faraday. Shout out, uh, Faraday. Kind of closer to Alexandria. Uh, closer to Alexandria than any major city. I've been all around, gosh darn, Louisiana. Come to find out my father's side is also from New Orleans. Trip. But anyways, um, yeah. So... We started with Soul on Ice, and it is Black History Month. And for those who don't know, was your book, your uh, album inspired by that, the, the my title? My Eldridge yeah. Cleaver's book. Yeah. Book. Soul yeah, on my, Ice. Yeah, my mom got, uh, my mom got me that, uh, that amongst other books that she bought me that book in, in uh, Juvenile Hall. And that one uh, just really uh, resonated with me. That's deep. I haven't read Soul on Ice since like the early 90s, but I do remember I met Eldridge Cleaver. He was actually driving through Lamert Park one day, man. Oh, wow. He had stopped wow. in Lamert like in right before he passed. I think he passed in like 94 or 95, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had seen him in Lamert like in 93. That's that was right. a very controversial person. Um, was. But okay, so now. I don't usually ask like uh, the typical questions. I kind of just kind of just dive in and see where you at. All right. So I just also wanted to tell you congratulations on your 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 uh, spawn <laughs> being the incredible. Your children being incredible rappers, man. Shout out. Those Contra. Do you have um, do you are you involved in their business aspects at this time or do you do they have their own people that do that? Are you still Papa Bear with that? No, nah, I don't. I don't know the Varball. They shit. That's their journey. You know? <laughs> uh, um, I don't. I. I, I don't. Um, in some cases, it's cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but they say like teachers are failed artists, radio people personalities are failed artists. Mm. So niggas be bitter. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. a lot yeah. of a lot of coaches and managers be failed. Well, better artists. So I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to put my, my my biases on anybody else. I I always help. I mean, of uh, you know, your dad, right? Do so, they ever ask you for stuff? Like, do they ever come asking you, like, hey, this that? Yeah, that I still ask my parents for shit. Of course they do. Good lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. Of course, you know we're. Uh, I, I come to. I've come to realize that I'm still somebody's child, uh, and somebody's little cousin, somebody's, you know, uh, little brother, and then that 
that tradition just keeps going. So, you know, if you have any degree of a relationship, it's sometimes you need something from somebody, whatever it is, birth certificate, a couple of dollars, whatever the fuck people need. This is just part of life. <laughs> um, uh, so, I'm yeah, of course. They, they, um, you know, when, when, when they, when, you know, the, it's not like, uh, you know, we all have these plans and we, we utilize each other um, to, to, to kind of accomplish the goal. So, yeah. I'm still here. I'm just plugging my laptop. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Raz. So, wait a minute. This is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop everybody keeps talking about. Do you have a bunch of tours and all that ready? Um, I wish. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's uh, coming. You know, this, uh, I, I'm I'm going to New York uh, mm -hmm. end of the month. Dope. I'm going to Europe after that. Okay. Um, is it solo or do you have a crew of people you're going to roll out with? Do you know yet? I'm going with a brother named Ant Live who's down with uh, like Chuck Chuck D, like like the Public Enemy camp. Um, he he booked a couple of the shows. Uh, I got some other stuff that I'm doing myself um, with, with my with my guys. So, uh, and then um, Karis One is coming out. In Get March. out of here. Are you serious? Sorry. April Karis One will be here. And so I, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. Congrats to him. He got a, like a very ginormous mural in Lower East Side, New York. That's amazing. He's a pinnacle, and uh, it was like a big, very big deal. Like senators came out, and like the news. So oh, I saw that they had some some new kind of uh, wasn't it a new law or new kind of policy that KRS was helping or supporting? I, I didn't get the, the the specifics of it. I know that um, my friends were there. Uh, my friends, uh, Divine. Uh, Who's down with RBG? Uh, uh, you know, he's part of uh, like uh, um, Dead Press, some revolutionary but gangster. Uh -huh. and, uh, my friend AL, all lyrical. So they were there. Uh, they, they were, you know, they did the FaceTime. I posted it, so I was able to talk to Karis Juan and uh, his lovely wife Simone. Um, uh -huh. So that was dope. Uh, but I know he, he's coming out here, so I'll, I'm sure I'll pop up on him. My my buddy, my DJ, my actual but day to day DJ is the house DJ at this venue. He's like the, the hip hop DJ at this venue. So um, I'll be there. I'll go, you know, see Big Bro and support him. And I'll probably I'll probably see uh, his son, family, who who's in London right now. So I'll go check him out. Awesome. Yeah, you are a world traveler. I remember looking on your IG and you had like you were in Spain. Were you? Mm, yeah, like I mean. You know. He's like all over the place. That's amazing. Uh, a lot of people need to feel inspired to know that yes, you can travel. A lot of the young people that I that will be watching this, younger people, they they don't have that thought. Like they don't have the thought of getting their passport and things like that. You absolutely have to get your passport. Get around, travel. What what are some things you've brought back like that you think have made you a more? They, they say when you travel, it gives you more breath, more depth. What do you think? Uh. Or you just you everywhere, uh, and that's that. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think uh, traveling gives you uh, a better world perspective. People have told me about places 
um, based on information that they were told. Um, and a lot of times those people were wrong. So it's always good to go on your own. Like you, I've been some places. I haven't been everywhere I want to go, and I haven't spent as much time even in some of the places that I've been. I wish I could stay longer, but I definitely uh, it makes me, a, you know, we're world citizens, uh, and that's what we forget about. Um, we're diaspora children. Um, we don't even know who we are here, so let alone Hell it. you know who you are in Spain and Italy and Nigeria and, you know, Madagascar, the Philippines. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're people that, you know, basically made everybody on this planet. So there's no place where we shouldn't be able to go. Um, and so when, when you're a little more informed and at least go spend some time there, you may see yourself. So that part's always interesting. It's like, oh, shit, they got niggas everywhere. <laughs> Straight um, up. You know, um, and the narrative ain't ain't always, you know, one of a. Uh, you know, fucking the abuse that we take in here. I mean, it's usually some, you know, so it's always a fuckery with our with our, with us. But you know, um, it's still good to go see it. Yeah, we had our family reunion in Ireland. Can you believe that? My great aunt had our family because you know, looking at us, of course, you don't see the Irish necessarily, but um, you'd be surprised how many Irish folks actually live in Ireland and have been there for hundreds of years, right. and they weren't all enslaved. Um, right. And most people don't even, you've brought up a really good point. And that's a point Coolio actually brought up, rest in peace, on this interview. He mentioned um, how we are some of the indigenous folks of even this land, this space of land over here. But essentially, the debates have been on my podcast have been, we Indian, we African, we Indian and African, you know, that thing. So. You're right. There's documentation, but a lot of us don't have access to that documentation. They even know exactly where, when, and who. Well, you know, um, I won't. I don't want to put, put. I don't want this to be contentious, so I'm gonna say it the way. Um, I don't want this to come out offensive. But a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people are informed about our heritage. And then it becomes an economic thing. So why would I cut you in if I have to inform you that you're part of this tribe or that you have some rights? Um, mm. so, that, so that's unfortunate. Um, it, it, it becomes a little bit more than just what the complexion is. It, it becomes a resource thing. Like, oh, cutting you in cuts me out, which I think there's enough for everybody. That's really what racism is about anyway. It's a white man saying that he thinks he deserves all the resources that other people don't just based on the skin color. So unfortunately we do the same things to each other. Um, Micro and the macro. Right. Cortez, Cortez, um, who, you know, discovered, discovered, I'm using my air quotes here. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, this was like 1688 is way before the invention of America. Right. he he found uh he documented like like where what we call Panama now he documented like different tribes from Africa like he's like yo they got fucking Ethiopians over here they got motherfucking West Africans over here so 
you know, I, I don't need to argue with nobody. We we can go, you know, with, with any of you know, with any culture, um, because you know, if if your best verification is the white man, I'll just go get the white man's books and tell you we were here, bro. So I I don't need to argue with a South American or a, you know a Latino and a fucking Native American, like bro. You know, we can share this history. There's a, 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 the banjo, you know, that, that is a survivalism. The term is African. A lot of the plants here, um, you know, you know, the fucking pyramid. So, you know. Get, you get me get my papers and my things. Hold up, hold up. Let me get this popping. What you talking about? Right. So, get my prop. My prop. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So, um, okay, you know what? Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, but those of you who do, Nature of the Threat is one of the, I must say, my, one of the best history books in a seven minute, <laughs> seven and a half in a minute uh, songs, you guys. Razkaz is a walking, talking griot, straight up. And uh, y'all better know that. Please check out his repertoire. It's amazing. Um, I just wanted to also tap in with you because we are officially like, you know, 50 around there. Right. Yeah, I so I give thanks for that. And I wanted to reconnect with a lot of the homies that I hadn't seen in a long time and just check in and see where y'all at, see what y'all doing and what's popping. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Coolio really set it off for me. Um, I had him on the first, the first, well, actually, volume 10. Shout out, volume 10. My husband. Uh, you know, he was my first interviewer, but of the hip hop, you know, world of podcasting. But Coolio, you know, really, he put, he, I mean, I didn't expect him to get as deep as he got, man. Dang, I know the brother's deep, but he really went into, into some spaces that um, really had me really want to, when I have you guys on here, build on some real shit, not just like, and not to put y'all on the spot, because I know we don't want to get super political, and I get it. I don't either, you know, but some things we can't run away from, and also as artists, we do, I feel, have an obligation to, you know, definitely keep the the real culture and politic of what's cracking with our people in it on it because that's those are the type of artists we are period you know mm -hmm. i don't even know if that made sense but y'all know what I'm saying. but um so yeah that's really it you know a lot of people are on some some bullshit you know and i i know you you're not <laughs> i don't know know you but i know you enough to know you've always been a serious brother and uh, a cool ass brother too okay. and, uh, yeah yeah and I just wanted to reach out and have my audience get to hear your voice and see where you are today as a, as a man who has been in this game. Shit, man. Dare I say 30 years? Almost. Something like that. It's close. About 28. Something like that. Yeah. And something right like there. that. Right there. Like right there. Right there. Right there. And look, just funny you mentioned KRS. I was, <laughs> look at this. I was choosing between KRS1, Chuck D, and Coolio. To be my manager back in like 94, 93, 94. And uh the only re well, okay, so KRS was about to take me to Africa. He was like, I'm about to be in Africa for like a year. I wasn't really ready for that. I was still in school, Cal State Long Beach, shout out. And uh Chuck D, well, he invited me to some things and he put me on about a lot of progressive information regarding uh distribution, even back in 95, 96. Like he was already on like selling your own music online kind of thing. He was already on that. And then, uh, I, but Coolio, I picked Coolio. He's so, he was so intellectual and like super cool. 
and he seemed to like understand my quirky music. He understood me, so I I had to roll with the West Coast champ. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, What's up, man? Yeah, right. he's, he's a good yeah. guy, man. He's really yeah. he's a good dude. Had you seen him in at all recent recent times? Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I talked to Coolio. Well, first of all, Wino was like my, oh my you know, big homie from my neighborhood. So, Shout out Wino. Damn. Oh, he's talking to Wino. Um, wow. Uh, he's still making music? Making Coolio's album. That's what they oh were doing. God. That's who they was on tour with. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, mm. uh, they went, they shot a video, and I, well, no, they were in Europe. And I some festival, some you know whatever, yeah, yeah. thousand people. So I talked to Cool maybe a week, a couple of weeks before, something like that. Not not too long. And then I knew, you know, they went out on tour, and I saw Cool's page. Yeah. And I commented. So basically, I was just like, you know, nigga, I want to go. Sure. You know, <laughs> okay. Um, Man. So like it looked like they was having super fun, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, so. I um and I'd done a song and I guess Coolio's the record came out. I -hmm. think. I don't know. Anyway, I was like just wondering like did the record, you know, did the record did they finish the record? Did they put on an album or whatever? And they had shot a video with two shorts. So it was a couple of things I was like checking in on them about. But uh yeah, I I just um yeah, I uh I, I anticipated uh them coming back or hit me and then uh you know i was you know i was mm-hmm. lightweight joking but kind of serious about <laughs> about rolling you know, out yeah i'm like sure i want to go this should look like fun i want to go i'm sure i want to go too so yeah that was it and then, uh, you know unfortunately that was like two weeks to the day that that, that bro came back and, and passed and passed away oh, man yeah you know i had him i had you know i think i had reached out to you too i had you him Volume 10 and Spice One, they were going to be headlining some stuff that I was putting together. And I, if I hadn't reached out to you, you was about to be reached out to. <laughs> but um, but anyways, yeah. So for those who don't know, Raz Kaz and I and other artists were managed by Coolio. Uh, I was managed from 94 um, to like, we were contractually agreed till like 98. But I kind of really maximized him to like ninety six, uh-huh. but but we were still, you know, he would still give me suggestions and pointers and things um, to like ninety eight. But um, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> shout out everybody: Dub C, King T, Paul Stewart, Billy Boy, everybody, whoever, whoever remembers me. D Dog, what was the dude with the band aid on his face? I forget his name. He's oh so- yeah, uh, I know exactly. Um- I can't think of his okay, name. He passed away. Like, yeah, he passed away a, a while ago. I, I thought I heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saw D Dog at the funeral, not funeral, but at the wake for Coolio. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna see about that. Yeah, D Dog. D Dog is good, but apparently, he said the COVID shit fucked him up. He actually was on a cane that he said it was the the, the, the taking the yeah. shot. So that was crazy. He's like the only person I know that. Said that shit really fucked him up, like something on his spine or something. Uh, so different conversation, but no, D Dog was good. I've talked to him since. Um, obviously, uh, uh, 
Lee Grant, P Dog, they're doing fine. Now um, that's what Coolio. That's what me and Coolio was talking about offline, though. He was telling me Lee Grant has some health issues. I, I didn't know that. That was like that was like a year ago. Shout out Lee Grant. I hope he's doing well. Shout yeah. out. Hit okay. me up, Lee Grant. And I'm very proud of him too, man. He just dived into the movie world. Like, yeah, that's right. what I'm doing. I'm doing movies. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he jumped in and, and kept it pushing. So, I mean, last I last I heard that it, yeah, it was yeah. going well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, just catching catching up. Me and Tyra, I don't know if you remember Tyra, they were in that the singing group. I forgot the right. name of the singing group right off the top of my head. That was Gat. But that was uh, YMV. Not YMV. Right. It was maybe YMV. Yep. I think it was. Shout out all the ladies, everybody. Uh what's up, Malika? Mm -hmm. She was dope. Um, that's everybody. That's everything. Everybody. Oh, Joel. JT, and then RIP uh, Josefa too. I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah. Josefa Salinas was Coolio's ex-wife, y'all. Shout out all the children. You know, I called him the day he passed, man. I had really? called him today. Yeah, that that kind of jacked messed my head up for a minute. Yeah, I it, it, some it would tell was telling me to call him for days before it happened. Like call him, call him, call him. But I was dealing with my own personal family stuff and i just finally was like oh let me stop procrastinating and call and it went to voicemail and then i started getting texts like hey did you hear woo, woo, woo? i was like what blew my mind just blew my mind Damn. so so okay so you are working on an album right now yeah i'm working i'm working on the project yeah i know mm -hmm. i switched i just be switching i do that uh, stream of consciousness uh yeah okay so what you talking about are you talking about 50 year old man shit or would you What's what? You've always been prolific, so I'm pretty sure you just you are you building on I'm <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't know. I'm me and I, I don't I don't think to be perfectly honest, I don't too when I was sixteen, I I, I don't know how I, I don't I don't put age on my music like that, to be honest. Oh my like, god. No, well, you know, like, no, 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 no. I mentioned yeah, yeah. the numbers only because what I've noticed that some of the artists, and I won't mention their names, seem like they're still in the loop of talking about things that don't seem, but then that's, but you brought up a good point. That's, they probably always been on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of. Let me get my lighter. Yeah. I just kind of feel like most people are kind of, you know, by the time you're about 18, 19, you, you kind of are who you are. You own what you own, you know. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I've always tried to grow, but I'm just kind of what I'm on. I'm on the same things. Yeah, you've always been deep, so that's not even an issue. What am I saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, it's, it's, you know, the part of it is going to be your, your. Uh, I've always done Descartes, which is the duality of man. I, I Damn it! My lower self and my higher self. So I'm on my nigga shit and I'm on my black man shit. And I've always had to deal with how those things uh, uh, contradict sometimes, but how I enjoy some of some some of the things that make me a nigga. I enjoy that. <laughs> shit. You know I'm, I'm with you on that. I'd have to agree with you on that because, yeah, I'm not perfect either, and I know I built on. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's a prop. Keep it. Keep it real. So, All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a. I'm still. I'm still me. Uh, I haven't. I haven't really reached like a, some next level of growth 
one way or another, I haven't turned like completely like the most positive fucking fucking Buddha. Like I've reached Zen because <laughs> I'm still out here, you know. I'm yeah. out here. I'm out here in, in the field with the field niggas. So it's shit, you know, you got to be on your field nigga shit sometimes. But um, okay. and neither am I, you know, super bougie. Yeah. You know, uh, balance. I'm a perfect black guy because. Right. A lot of them is hypocrites anyway, so I don't want to be with them niggas anyway. I pretty much learned that. I was trying to, you know, you know, a lifetime ago, I was like really a part of the conscious movements, right. and I'm not saying I'm not against the conscious movements or any of that. We need all of that, you know. But um, yeah, you do see the imperfections, and you grow. Uh-huh. That's why I mentioned the age thing. But in general, I don't. My music isn't like, you know, I, I'm bringing out some new stuff. It's not, you know different from anything I've ever brought out either in that respect. I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. I mean, I think the music is um is competitive and uh uh you know it's sonic and it's uh you know it's it's um it's true to myself and I think it's period cut you know kind of cutting edge. I mean I, I, I would argue that if I came out, if I dropped my same album, you know, obviously with with updated production that lyrically, you know, they'd be running around like I, I was the best rapper made, because I am. And that's what we go talk Every rap friend I know says that, and they're not lying. Oh. All of you guys are just, I would never compare any of you, ever, because you all are brilliant. Right. And uh, well, I wrote it, you know, for me, I I, I have an arguable catalog <laughs> where I can say I wrote Nature the Threat, I wrote oh my God. Empire. So, niggas ain't you know, I, I could arguably say, like, can't really fuck with me, stop it. Bro. Period. Um, do you, you perform know. that? Have you performed with like in life? I performed it, I don't perform it now. I mean, not the whole song. Why, why should I, why should I remember all that and you know, the people. The people don't support it. They didn't buy it. So, I mean, I wrote it for myself. I mean, a lot of my music, I'm still a selfish artist to a certain extent. I'm independent now. So I don't have some major deal with a company and an obligation to give them hit singles. Um, I, I, I'm i not going to create a TikTok dance. It's not who I am. <laughs> I don't I have, to, even, I I don't have to eat that way, you know. Even <laughs> when I was 17, I, I wasn't that kid. So why would I do it now? I'm fucking, right. you know, I'm a grown ass man. Uh, why you got to understand the dynamics of what they're asking you to do? What, what they're trying to tell you is that your demographic is, um, first of all, the, the demographic for what they want to sell is is, is uh, youth, and I get that they want twelve to twenty two. Um, they want somebody with disposable income. Well, that got rid of niggas. Niggas don't have disposable income. So now they're telling you a 12 to 22 year old white girl and then uh, a, a white girl because white disposable income and usually females because females buy. I've never written songs when I was 16. I didn't write for a 16 year old white girl. I'm not a 16 year old white girl then and I'm not a 16 year old white girl now. I'm not going to poke my butt out. I'm not going to do duck lips. I'm not going to do a challenge. I don't wear dresses. Um, I, I don't go to strip clubs. So why would I make music that's totally against my nature? Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, I need 
the the youth to know that there are other representations of adults out here. Like we don't all go to strip clubs. We don't all watch porno to like ad nauseum. We don't all do that. So good to know, good to good to hear. So um, I mean, I'm just saying because a lot of us don't even think about why we do the things we do. You know, there's a term for it, you guys. It's called metacognition. And that's when you think about why you think the way you think. Isn't that deep? It's called metacognition. And um, in education, they use it a lot because we have to figure out how kids learn and stuff, right? So we can be the best teacher. Well, there's, so, another, word. there's another word for it. It's called conditioning. And that's that a simple version. Most of what we do is because we're taught to do it. We do it because we saw our parents do it, our friends did it, our grandparents did it. Uh, that's we're taught by the society we're in. And unfortunately, many of us don't question, oh, why do I celebrate Christmas? Why do I eat bacon and eggs in the morning? Is that the time that I should eat it? Why? I mean, who told me that I should eat? Maybe it's better for dinner. I don't know. We never stop and look around the world that we're in and question it. That's um, so, you know, for me, uh, understanding that dynamic and understanding that I never was going to reach that dynamic because that's not my demographic. I wasn't really talking to those people anyway. Um, so having to understand, I mean, even the people I wanted to talk to were conditioned. They were conditioned to feel that because I was a certain from a certain part of, Cal of, of America, specifically Southern California, that I couldn't be from there because I didn't have on what they were conditioned to think was what we all wore, like a Jerry curl and a khaki suit. And then, you know, see, oh, and the homies and not in the street. Yeah. Oh, with the homie. Oh, oh. So because I didn't do that, then I couldn't be from home. And, and so I wasn't marketed uh, correctly, um, mm -hmm. even to the demographic they tried to sell, you know, that, that I was trying to speak to and that I wanted to, uh, to, to hear me, but you know, at the end of the day, we all, you know, one thing I'm learning is there's two paths, and one path is like how to be successful, um, you know, in your life. Like, my, my success may not be MC Hammer success, you know, what I'm saying, even my success. Not you know won't won't necessarily be Coolio's um uh you know success like Coolio um I remember and Coolio always tried to say some real socio political stuff thanks uh Measy Green um but uh I think uh he found how to market who he was and that's what's important be who you are and 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 and, and market yourself. And try to create the music that makes you happy because what's even worse is if you make stuff that's uh, antithetical to who you are, then you kind of, that's the selling your soul thing. That's when you lose yourself because you're not being true to yourself. Okay, I see people got uh, questions and things out here. Is Razcast part of the 5% no. nation? Mm -mm. I study 5%, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, uh, you know. Brand Nubians and all them brothers. I actually studied with the uh, with the with the Moors. Uh, that's what I out. Um, so not the uh, not the not the not the black Israelites, but the other brothers. The Moors would be in the, in, in the tan with the with the with the with the burgundy fez. Uh, 
Gotcha. So I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, um, good game from them. We we would honor not not worship, but you know we always go back to the source, which was noble Drew, noble Drew Ali uh, brought Islam uh, to, to to black to the black man again, and that he knew Elijah Muhammad and all you know all this other information. But uh, you know we 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 we. we uh, our cornerstone maybe as far as getting knowledge uh, the nation would say is uh, 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 Elijah Muhammad and Master Farad Muhammad. Um, whereas a five percenter would say Clarence 13 X. Uh, we would just go back to the older source, which would be uh, Noble Jewelry. It's funny. You mentioned that um, when I was interviewing Cobra red, shout out Cobra red. Um, mm -hmm. We had talked about, well, I had mentioned the fact that, you know, when Dr. Karanga, who was my professor at Long Beach State, had mentioned that hip hop couldn't be a real culture because based on his view of what those things listed would be, you have to have religion. And he was like, religion? Hip hop doesn't have a religion. And my thing was, uh, yeah, it does. And he said, what is it? And I said, it's 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 five percent nation. It's like it's all of that. It's not one particular thing. It's but but it's black. American spaces of having our own belief system, period. Like I studied with the Moors, I studied with 5%, I studied with the nation, I've studied Orthodox Islam. I, I was born, you know, up in, you know, uh, I went to Catholic boarding school. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Catholic boarding school. Not boarding school, I went to Catholic school. The nuns stuck me in. I went to Catholic <laughs> church. I went, my mother was so dope that she allowed me to just experiment see different religions i went jewish temple with my jewish friends Dope. Right? i studied kabbalah with them you know hollywood you know um i had rastafarian homies so i studied rasta at one point okay just trying to see what the family's doing i was baptized baptist you know don't on the church of god in christ all of that. Oh my God. Why are people calling me? No, I'm doing a live. I'm doing a live. Y'all know. That's not cool. I'm turning my phone off. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, but um, They got to call. Hey, if y'all want to give a shout out, you can come up in the interactive and be interactive with us like Blackfist86. What up? <laughs> Quaz, uh, what's up, Kwanza? This Long Beach in the house. What Salute. up? Salute. So, um, Strong words. I needed to hear that I was a kid at the time. Word up, you know. Very, very, you know. Uh, but anyway, those are those are that's the religion of hip hop to me. All of those are. Well, even if even if he argues that uh, it's not an actual culture, uh, I would say uh, you know there there's subcultures which you know which are arguably right. basically the same thing. Um, but then you know. I don't know what 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 is the what is the black culture anyway. Like that that religion was was really the white man's culture, Christianity, and you know whatever. So I don't know. I, I you know I, I, mean, I mean from a from from a I'm just saying from an academic standpoint. Uh, you know you're Irish. I'm of French descent. So like, what are we like? We we needed something that was a little more. Some people are more Native American than others. Some people are more. I'm actually. My grandmother's blood test, who you know, we were like nine percent Irish. I mean, uh, not Irish, uh, uh, Nordic. Like we were more German than French. So, um, you know, so I, you know, 
uh, when people start arguing, like sometimes the 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 the, the academics, um, they lose me because they're trying to they're trying to govern everything by European point of view of thinking, and sometimes they just miss the whole point. Hip hop is a culture that is, is the amalgamation of everything before it. That part. Um, we we the lack of instruments is why uh, they the turntable was created. You know what I'm saying? The turn the loop was created, not the turntable. Uh, uh, Electronic music. No, what I'm trying to say is that they took, they, they gutted uh, the, the, the inner city schools. They were they had already done that before, but there was no music classes. And so right. those kids couldn't, the kids before that had, that's how they created jazz and rock and roll. Uh, and, and that, I guess, late 60s, early 70s, those kids didn't have a music program. And then the, the Jamaican kids had the sound systems. That's where you get um, the uh, 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 I forgot it. I'm, I'm failing because I can't remember the the big DJ. Uh, back east? Uh, huh? here, this way or back east? No, back east. Uh, uh, anyway. I don't remember either. Uh, his name will come to me. Not that uh, not not. Uh, it was basically Africa Bambada and then Cool Herc. So Cool Herc, somebody sent the flyer, which was crazy when he threw this party. But that was sound system shit where they have the big speakers and all yes. that. So yes. That, that, that that's hip hop is the amalgamation of the Jamaican nigga coming and the Puerto Rican nigga having this and the, the just a regular. Yeah, yeah, Quaz, yeah, Cool Herc. So all those people came together, but they didn't have horns. They didn't have, they didn't have fucking drums. They niggas had one fucking turntable and, and uh, I'm sorry, two turntables and a speaker and, and, a, and a mixer and some old school shit. There wasn't no Technique 1200s back then. And kind of find out on some real shit. Um, he told me this. Uh, Kuhert didn't buy that shit. He didn't have no money. He was like 15. His sister bought it for him. So it was behind. The culture really was really provided for, once again, by a woman. You know what I'm saying? So a nigga's sister bought the shit and then Teamwork. he, found, he sure. found the break. Right. He found the break. That's the part we like. The break invents that he played the break again. That invents the loop. Now you need the nigga to talk to shit. That invents the MC. So it, it, he was playing disco records. He was playing rock records. He was, wasn't no rap records. It wasn't nothing. The nigga was playing whatever. Like all the music, all the dress code, all that shit came out of every era it came out of every culture, and then we just the Blender. soup, the gumbo of it. The gumbo yeah. of it is hip hop. Even to this day, I could take any kind of record, and once I put my shit on it and sauce it up, that's the hip hop part of it. So, you just yeah. verbalized it in such a way, man. I hope y'all understood that. Shout out because that was well said. Um, it's an amalgamation is a real good word for it. Like you said, it's a mixture. It's a combination of a lot of our experiences. And then, as you said, even as the, uh, Branford Marsalis, Marsalis, Branford Marsalis, the trumpeter, he had said something similar to what you said, which was you do your art for you, you know, like your enjoyment. And then if everybody else enjoys it, that's cool. He said that most art. He said because someone asked in the audience to him. He they asked him. Um, so who do you, do you make your music with a particular people in mind or thing in mind? And he said, Well, you make it of course first for the listener, but the first listener is you. 
Right. <laughs> and I thought that was clever. So, yeah, yeah you got to enjoy what you do. Cool Herc started in the Bronx, New York, East Coast, Atlantic Coast, USA since 1973. For real, everyone. Yes. Hey, you know what, though? The 70s were just like that, though. It was so much fun in the 70s. I was a kid, but I remember the 70s. And it was just that whole vibe. Every I grew up in Chicago in the projects sometimes. I lived on the Shout Out West Side Rockwell Gardens and also lived in Robert Taylor Homes at certain points. And then mostly in LeClaire Courts and Cicero, shout out. But it was like, we didn't know we were poor. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was just kind of vibing and it just seemed like a fun day damn near every day when I was a kid, you know, when everybody was like family, it was really, you know, you could go through the whole neighborhood and not really stress. Of course, there's always the lumpies out there that cause a problem, but mostly what we saw was collectives and that's what we need to get back to being collective thinking like you said cool her sister bought the stuff it takes a collection it takes a collective work and responsibility right we need right. to not like i'm saying because a lot of this energy that's been going on on youtube especially on these podcasts has been women complaining about men and men complaining about women and blaming each other, you right. know, and, you know, I, you know, I, I take time to examine the things that I can fix about myself. I really do because I don't intentionally want to hurt anybody. You know what I mean? And I would assume that most people feel like that. I, but maybe that's wrong of me to think. Bringing that up to say, we can't run from each other, y'all. It's like, we need each other. That I part. mean, the world too. The world needs to come together and recognize that too. But you know, and Buddhism too. I'll say Buddhism also had a good point and part in hip hop. Quiet is kept as well. A lot of black folks was practicing Buddhism in the seventies, y'all. They don't oh. talk about that, but that had an influence on us too because we used to hear our mamas and them chant in front of candles and stuff. You know, they would be like, you know, saying their thing, and we don't know how that hearing that type of chanting affected our flow of sentences or whatever i'm just saying i know that was reaching but anyways y'all women are a major part of entertainment and hip-hop since 1973 starting in the bronx east coast atlantic goes for real yes oh yes indeed and you know there's a lot of documentaries that actually talk about that measy green the great 99 but you know what they don't talk about a lot the influence of the artists on the west coast and how they influenced a lot of the artists on the East Coast. And that's a very important thing to know. From jazz on down. Did y'all know Bird used to hang out in South Central? Bird, y'all, is Charlie Parker. Uh -huh. He was a really great trumpeter. Was it trumpet, right? Or was it something? Yeah, it was Trump. No. He played both, right? He was brilliant more so at the trumpet, I believe. Trumpet. I think I'd have to Google That's it. That's why they call him Bird. But um, he was a lot in South Central. He hung out with a lot of the greats out in the West. I think that's important to know because it spins at the, you know, how jazz is an influence on hip hop as well. Uh -huh. we don't have to talk about that as much like, like we used to. I remember in the 90s, we used to talk about how jazz had such an influence on us. Oh, um, yeah, right. Of course, Ice Cube put on for the West word. Word, shout out. 
You know, everybody influenced each other. We all listened to each other. I remember 93 very vividly, okay, because that was when Endo smoked, The Chronic, some other weed smoking song came out. And by the end of summer, damn near everybody was smoking weed. Even kids who never smoked weed before. I mean, after you hear all that, they made it sound so cool. Davis, that's what we were doing, period. Some of us. Not all of us. Okay. Some people. Yes. Some people. <laughs> oh, and it's legal now. Why not? Well, you know, I don't think young people should smoke because their brains are still developing. You know, your brains are still developing, y'all, till you're like 25. 25. So, you, so you're saying don't smoke weed until you're 25? Uh, you know, Nobody, nobody's going to follow that advice. If you have joint pain and epilepsy and things like oh, that, allegedly, you know, there are certain emergencies only. Don't smoke, smoke, smoke starting at 25. Well, if you feel that you want to try it, I would wait until you're at least 25. This is good advice. I hope y'all niggas out there go follow that advice. Here's what they are saying. Look no further than Micah Nine for that jazz influencing hip hop style. That cat had that jazz rhythm flavor. Word. Word up. That is true. What's up, Kwanzaa? Oh, my God. Kwanzaa. Hey, I remember when we bumped into Keith Murray. You remember that? You know? I, I bumped into Keith Murray many a time. Many so. times. Well, I remember bumping into him, and I gave him your tape. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, okay. So so that's the first time, and you gave my tape. He was like, who is that? And I was like, you already met him. Why are you trying to act like you ain't already met him before? That's funny. <laughs> He's hilarious right now. He is getting pissing everybody off. I love Keith. He's his stories. He's amusing. He's very. He amazing. is. Uh, he is telling some stories there. It's something else. I know. I know he's pissing some people off. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I think it's hilarious. The girls um, are pissed. The girls are because they the make girls are not happy. happy. But it is funny. <laughs> hey, I've been really. Uh, let me see. I see. I see. I don't know about that. I see. I see. I see. From his own mouth, would never say that. Uh, he got it from what you call him. Uh, 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 people always say, "What the hell is that mean?" From from uh from uh, PNC was running the uh, gangster rappers. What's his name? He's the Philly dude. Uh. One by one, I knocks him out. You know oh, what I'm talking about? He said uh, he's from Jersey. Yeah, but, but I'm saying Ice T. Ice T said he got he got he actually even reprogrammed the beats. It's, it's a song from a dude from from Philly, uh, uh, Schooly D. Oh my God! So Ice T's first record is a complete um, reinterpretation of Schooly D's single. And that's from Ice T's mouth, and that's why it's always good to give the credit where it's due. And 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 and, and gangster rap, and then Ice T just we did it, it, did it from a West Coast point of view. Six in the morning, police at my door, yeah. crashed the dealer, squeaked across my bedroom floor, and he actually did it flow for flow with Schoolie D's song. Um, so yeah, you know it's it's always good for us to be informed, and that, and, and and Ice T is one of those. He's such a stand up dude that. It's dope because he gives credit where credit is due. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. I'll never forget when he was on Oprah. Mm -hmm. No, he's amazing. He's an amazing dude. He's actually the 
the first uh like OG or successful artist I met. Um that was super cool for no good reason. <laughs> like he was I, just I, a smooth I, brother. Yeah, he was super he was super nice, super cool. We still have a great relationship. Um yeah, I just I just wanted to throw that out there, make sure we you know we if we can correct some information, I think it's better to correct it. That way we don't keep going out putting out the wrong information. So you know. That's no, right. I, I I credit Schooly D with, with with creating gangster rap. We just perfected it, and they, you know, New, New York had gangs. You know, they had gangs in like the 1800s. They was racist as fuck, but yeah, they, <laughs> they was chasing the niggas out of their land. But but they were Irish and motherfucking Italian, which <laughs> is a trip because you know the Irish and black folk used to really have to work together a lot in the islands in Jamaica and the sugar plantations. Uh, you know, yeah. the British well, they, sent a thousand the Irish, Irish. The Irish, I mean, you know, without it, without it, uh, they were, they were kind of the niggas of the UK. Um, Which I don't understand. I don't know why. Well, there's, there, uh, I don't, I don't know why, but I'll just tell you this. There's always somebody exploited. There's just a, an exchange that people come here to America, and, and the agreement is, well, at least I'm not this nigga. So everybody does it. A Dominican does it, a Puerto Rican does it, a Mexican does it, an Indian does it, a Chinese does it, and so, right, well, I already said Mexicans. Oh, okay. so, so, so why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't an Italian do it? They were the niggas too. Southern Europe, if you haven't traveled, you wouldn't know that, that Southern Europeans, they have the lowest economy. The Spaniards, the Portuguese, the Greeks, the the, the Italians. That's the brokest part of Europe, and so they kind of and they're historically known to have the most African blood. So those are the niggas of Europe, and so they when they were doing immigration here, what they don't tell you is that it was discouraged to have Southern Europeans uh, move here. They wanted Nordics. They wanted blue-eyed, blonde hair, white people, and they weren't too keen on fucking Irish or, um, or Eastern, or, uh, Eastern Europeans. Well, Eastern still because that's Arab blood niggas and Asian blood niggas. Mm -hmm. But they they still they still didn't want the Irish. They would empty the jails. That's where you get Australia. So right. if, you, if, if you got good land, why would you want who you look down on there? You want you want to put them somewhere else. So they put them in Devil's Island, which was Australia. And so those 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 same beefs still run deep. If you go to uh Ireland, I mean if you go to Australia, um, you know, a lot of those people are, are you'll hear things like the fucking British cunts. They'll say that because they still remember that there was a pecking order and that even in Australia the British ran it. The, the Australian I mean the Irish had to kind of do the hard work. And part of the hard work involved killing off the niggas that was there, the indigenous. So everybody does a trade. The trade-in is uh, at least I won't be the nigga that I used to be, the second-class citizen, if I agree to demean this indigenous person, this black that was here. And so we should call everybody out. I don't let Irish off the hook. I don't let nobody off the hook for what they what they continue to do. I, I call them the grays. If, if the world is... Uh, split between these blacks and the whites, and with white man being uh, on the upper and the you know black man being at the bottom, everybody else is just playing gray. Pretty much, about eighty-five yeah. percent they say, 
maybe yeah. 90. Yeah. So we, we should call a spade a spade and clarify all the information. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Oh, and also, you know, also the, the, the family belief systems coming from Louisiana, like Ifa and Yoruba, Hoodoo, those things. Um, very interesting. Very interesting learning about that, uh, too. And how we've been able to uh, use it to help keep us uh, surviving. <laughs> we know how to tap in, you know. <laughs> that part. But, uh, yeah, man. Oh, let's see what they say. Hold up. The hood life, culture, slang words, phrases, metaphors from our home, USA, state of California, in the Southwest, on the West Coast. I had a major influence on the entire USA country. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Now, have you been doing lectures or anything? Like going to colleges and talking to people? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. I, um, I've done some. I've done a, a, fuck, I can't even think of the college, Irvine, I believe, Cal State Irvine, or whatever. Um, so I, I did that a few times. Uh, there's a, a new, uh, there's a new, uh, like, online university for hip hop, which is really amazing. My, Are my you man, serious? Yeah, uh, my man Mickey Fax and some other, they can't come out the education system and they're, they're like doing some really good work. So uh, you know, I'm I'm I've done like a, a class with them online. I think Method Man did one too, whatever. It's really awesome. I'm really excited for what they're doing. Um but uh that's something I, I like to do more of. Chuck Chuck D it might have been Chuck D or might have been Karis one. Um I mean, they say it like it's so easy, but they're like, you got to get published first. And whereas you need to be speaking, and write a book, and then you get published. Like, yeah, hey, right. you're Chuck D. Nigga. It's just it's easier. Guys, bro, like, I was just about to ask you, do you have a book yet? I, 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 I published, self published. I published a, a, a lyric book, but and, uh, I, there's some other things I want to write. I just need a little bit more breathing space to step back and focus on on the writing, um, it's part of life, you know. Uh, I think everybody probably has two or three different gifts, but if you spend two hours of your day commuting and eight hours slaving at a job, and then you got a kid and a, a wife then your pie graph has been cut in half. So you don't have time to do other things. And so I've always explained that to people that we, most of us, even me, and I, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time surviving and not living. And so I need some, some live time so I can go work on my other gifts. Teach. So I'm looking forward to not writing any more raps for, for years. So I'm, I'm looking like kind of quit rap in the next couple of years so I can do some other stuff and focus on that. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, did you get any advanced uh, like, uh, you could put the you could, I was going to say you could put the camera on like this. Nah, I'm cool. Have you gone back to school? Have you done any of those kind of things? No, I wanted to um, early on in life. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, if I go back, it'll just be for little stuff, marketing classes. Or, That's what I did. Like that. <laughs> but um, now, I'm too old for it. I, you know, there was a time <laughs> when I really wanted to do that. 
um, like go to school, go to school. But you know, uh, you know that that's a for me that's something that experience, that college experience, and that life, and that lifestyle, and that network. Um, you know, if, if 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 I once I got past twenty six, I was like, fuck, I missed that boat. It's just you know, unfortunately. Yeah, man. So. You know, I had gotten talked out of going and I wanted to be a naturopathic doctor, you know, like a herbal doctor and stuff. You know, I really study herbs and things like that on my own. But I got talked out of going. And so I started thinking I was too old to go back. But I ended up going back to school for some other stuff anyways. Like right. you said, you might take a marketing class or an engineering class. I wanted to go, you know doing the butt school days live, live in the dorm and have that life and I'm you know too old for that shit so that yeah. you know but we all make choices I mean my life was was torn I, you know I was seeing the world so I you know there's a trade off for everything so I, it's not that I have a regret it's just that time has passed and that's you're okay. very scholarly the reason I was asking about that was because you know uh, you know we'll talk off camera about some stuff but you know how Missy has received her her honorary doctorate type thing? Yeah, yeah, but I, that's again, that's fame shit. She didn't learn shit. I'm not going to get a piece of paper. I'm going to learn. That they give any nigga that do something something. I don't care about that. That don't mean shit to me. Okay. That's cool shit. I mean, no disrespect to her, but that ain't for real. That's just because you a nigga with. I, if that's the case, give me the doctorate now because I've been doing the hard work. Yes, I don't you care. have. I don't you care. Care. Right. So I don't care about that. I don't give a fuck about your nigga, your, your white man paper. I want the info. Give me the resources. Uh, your your books, your lyrics, your albums should be studied on the university level. Though. I would definitely have that as a part of my curriculum. You know, if I taught uh, at a university, absolutely. The metaphors. Oh my God. I've been blessed, man. You know, it's been around this world. There, there are uh, professors, uh, uh, you know, and, and high school teachers uh, that have you like in Britain and Compton and whatever, like teachers that use my music. So I'm blessed that um, something I did could, could have some, some kind of an impact. Absolutely. Outside of just entertainment that, there's, you know, people could apply it and use it. So I'm humbled and I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, and I, I, I got, I got other stuff I want to, you know, I've, I've written other things that are important. You know, it's, again, I, we live in a, a world where if it's not promoted, um, then it's not good to people, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, if, if if they don't hear Kanye say it's cool, then it wasn't cool. You know, and I, I, I've never been that way, but I do live like that's kind of the American mentality. Like, uh, you know, we we, sh we all should know by now that McDonald's don't make the best burger. So why, you know, but <laughs> if go to McDonald's, well, and then kids, like, conditioning, like, well, conditioning. I, kids like I want the Happy Meal, and I get that toy in there, and you, know, you get the little burger, and they could be like lying to themselves now. McDonald's fries is fire, not really. You been tricking yourself. That shit ain't really that fire, bro. You leave them shits out, um, you know. But because they can promote better, we we continue to go. 
and instead of that mom and pops that needs you to buy that burger and get some real fries, we don't go support that. So we we have we have we have to we got to undo some of the, the 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 stinking thinking that we do as a society, specifically you know a hip hop community. Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Yeah. He says, I thought Ninth Wonder had some Razzcast lyrics in his teachings. I might be wrong. I have no idea. Have you ever met him or worked with him? No, I've, I've spoken to I've spoken to the to I don't know him at all. Hmm. Interesting. But um Kamika, I don't want to be a bad guy. I have to do this OC black history parade. You don't have to explain. Are you kidding me? You don't have to explain no. anything. Well, no, I do. I do. I, I wanted to make sure that. You know, I was looking, I was like, oh, we got an hour in and I got to be there in 30 minutes. I'm like, it's in OC, so it ain't too far from me. I'm like, oh, I'm getting close. I'm cutting it. <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm very, I'm very thankful that you spent time with us today. I'm and grateful. If you, thank you. If you come back before you go on tour, if you want to promote it, you know. 100%. And, and I want to, I would love to talk to you on your podcast. Mm-hmm. With a new project. No, let me not throw you out there. Put you on the spot. But anyways. <laughs> no, I mean, I I, I, I want to get it. You know, I want to beta test it, get it up and running. So I, I didn't want to have a guest the first time and it don't. No. It's I'm, all clanky. I'm, so I'm giving myself four straight. Once I get four straight and I feel, you know, God willing, the numbers are looking good and awesome. Then, then yeah, I I was trying to figure out who my first guest should be. Maybe it should be. I you. totally didn't mean me as your first guest. Oh, I, 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 it might be cool. I think someday ever. That's all. Yeah, nah, you might be the first guest. I think I think I'm already leaning on to that. I just just I don't want you to be the first beta test guest, and then it's not popping. Can you explain what beta test means for people who don't know what that means, please? Uh, Come on. You got to. Okay, Google it. Google it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, audience out there, for uh, being out there. I'm so thankful and appreciate it very much. Much love. RP to me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, you guys, that was so cool. And that was my lunchtime situation. Yay. All right. So um, make sure you tune in this evening at 7 p.m. I will be interviewing Jay Swift from the far side. He's the one that made multiple songs on the very first album, um, The Bizarre Ride. Uh, My favorite was the Other Fish song. You know that song, Other Fish in the Sea, that is. Of course, he's made many other smashes. since then but that that was my favorite so i hope y'all tune in seven o'clock this evening and also seven o'clock tomorrow y'all i'm interviewing shang 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 the comedian yeah so i really enjoy shang shang uh i used to see him actually perform poetry it's so funny the group of um poets i was working out working with um doing poetry around los angeles uh, Shang was one of them. I would see him around and we would all sometimes go to this. Um, I know it was more than a poetry venue. It was on Melrose and the guy who played Harpo in the movie, the color purple had this venue and it was called Harpo's. Do y'all remember that? Um, oh, you going by me, Z green. Thank you for checking in and all that. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't even remember what I was saying now, so it's all good. 
But thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, Shang, that's right. Shang used to do poetry around in LA. He would do his comedy, but he also would do poetry. And he was very good at it. Like he would like make you think and he would make you laugh. He was very conscious. You remember Harpo's Quasi Dope? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the dude from Harpo, I forget his name, but we just called him Harpo. Um, he was mad cool, man. And his venue was very nice. It was lovely. Oh, it was soul food. Yeah, it was soul food. And we used to eat Harpo's soul food and do poetry. And it was dope. And um, But anyway, Shang used to perform. And uh, that would also be D-Knowledge. Um, just a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people used to perform at Harpo's. I performed at Harpo's. And also this lady named, um, I can't think of her name right now, but she used to book us all around LA to do poetry and also Big Mouth Entertainment. Shout out Aaron Spears, Aaron D. Spears. He ended up getting on Bold and the Beautiful, y'all. Ain't that crazy? He plays a main character on the Bold and the Beautiful for like the last 20 years. But back then he was just like a, a a new brother from Washington, D.C. He was really cool. He was a cool guy. And he ended up marrying uh, Estella. Remember beautiful Estella? Yeah. Anyways, um, that's it for now, y'all. I got to clean up my house. My daughter is sick. And um, again, I got to disinfect my house. I just do. So that's it. And Oh, shout out to my mother. Also, there is a Lego contest. They, um, It's STEM. It's you know, they built the Legos and they make a move. It's called the Junior Lego League. And then um, the robotics competitions are today all around Las Vegas. So I'm going to get out of here and go support my children and clean up this house and get ready for the 7 p.m. interview. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know. Share this. Oh, my God. Please click like. Click like on this thing. People don't be clicking like. And it'd be like 4,000 or 200 or whatever likes. I mean, views but but like three likes please click like and subscribe y'all and share too share it please thank you and uh i know i'm telling y'all to do it like subscribe click like donate cash app tamika hawkins watch the show share it <laughs> tune in be interactive <laughs> i'm just being silly all right y'all well have a good day see you at seven Peace.